is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. Hey, it's Jacqueline with systemsforselfcare.com where I teach you to consistently take daily action so you can create the life that you want. So you might be struggling with healthy eating because there's someone in your life that does not want to eat healthy. That might be a significant other, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a husband, a wife. That might be your roommates, your friends. That might be your kids. I've heard that from a lot of people. I'd like to eat healthy, but my kids don't want to eat healthy. I'd like to eat healthy, but my husband doesn't want to eat healthy. I'd like to eat healthy, but my roommates are always, you know, having drinks and pizza, whatever. So what I'm going to give you today are four things that have helped me eat the way that I want to eat, eat in a healthy way, even though my husband might not want to eat exactly how I eat. Um, So that used to be an issue in the past. Um, Me uh, going along with whatever he wanted um, and then feeling gross because I was eating like a package of cookie dough or, you know, giant burritos. Um, Then there was the time, this time, this period of life where it was an issue because we would be on the opposite sides. We lived in a one bedroom apartment in Atlanta, a beautiful apartment um, where our living room and our kitchen uh, were connected, right? This open space, so beautiful. We would be on opposite sides of this really big room because he was eating his pizza and I was like sitting there angrily eating my paleo meal that, you know, kids instead of no carbs and no dairy products. Um, So I've been in those places where I was uh, really permissive with food. Uh, Sure, I will just do whatever it is that you're doing, even though that doesn't make me feel good. And then that turns into neglect. And now I'm pissed off. Now I'm resentful. And I've also been in that place where I had very strict, inflexible rules. Doesn't matter that you're eating pizza. I'm doing paleo. (laughs) And cavemen did not eat pizza, so I'm not allowed to eat pizza. And you know what? Neither, Neither of those ways of eating helps me feel good in my body or helps me feel good in my head. It brought up a lot of arguments. It brought out a lot of uh, resentment. If I felt isolated at times. And now what I have now is a way of eating where I get to feel good. I get to participate in the meal. Um, and that's it. Like then it's done. And I, and I'm like, move on to other more important parts of my day. So what I'm going to give you are four things that have helped me that can help you as well. So thingy number one, You need to decide what's important to you, big capital letters, Y-O-U, what is important to you when it comes to your meals, right? Um, I don't think a lot of us have taken the time to decide what's important. We just kind of like go with the flow and then we're like, oh, shoot, you know, the the American way of eating, the SAD, standard American diet, doesn't leave me feeling so good. Now I feel really tired all the time. Now I have... Um, a, I have brain fog or I have like a sugar hangover. It doesn't feel so good. Okay. So you need to decide what's important to you when it comes to meals. How do you want to feel, um, while you're eating the meal? How do you want to feel after the meal is done? Now you like to think about how do you want to feel in your head and in your body? And for me, I have decided, you know, I want to feel good not gross at the end of the meal. I want the meal to energize me. Um, If you want to talk about food as calories, food provides calories and calories are units of energy. When I eat units of energy, (laughs) I want to feel energized from those units of energy. I I want food, if we're going to think about food as fuel, I want food to fuel me. 
I want to feel good at the end of the meal and be like, great, I'm glad I ate that meal. So that's what's important to me. You might steal some of the things that are important to me. You'll be like, oh, yeah, actually, that is how I want to feel, too. That is important to me as well. You're going to need to decide what's important to you. The other thing that's really important to me is that I enjoy the meal that I'm eating. It's not fun to sit and just eat lettuce. That's not fun. It's not fun to eat um, like bland chicken breast, chicken broccoli and rice. That's not fun. No, no seasoning, no sauces. That's not fun. That's disgusting. I don't want to eat that. So it's important to me that I feel good at the end of the meal, but also that I'm eating foods that I like and um, I get to participate and enjoy the meal. Those things are important to me. All right. So decide what's important to you. Number two, the the thingy number two that has helped me, um, you know, eat in a way that feels good, kind of upholding what I just said, like feeling good, not gross, um, is prioritizing plants. So thingy number two is prioritizing plants. When it comes to eating, we all need to be eating plants and protein, like everyone, all of us, you, your spouse, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your roommates, your kids. Yes, kids need plants and protein. Um, We all need to be eating plants and protein. You know, there are some things from paleo and there are some things from Whole30 and really any of the health, the ways of healthy eating that you've learned that uh, still matter, right? Like it, yeah, (laughs) plants and protein, we need those. I didn't have that in my head growing up. I didn't have that as an early adult. I was just so focused on calories. I wasn't focused on nutrients. We all need to be eating plants and proteins. So all of us. So for me, I decide like, actually, this is important. I need to, when I make a meal, I always need to have plants and protein. Um, you know, we just finished up lunch. What was on our plate? <laughs> plants and protein. We had plants and protein. Tonight, we're going to have dinner. Plants and protein. We're going to have plants and protein. Always, always, always have plants and protein. Just make that part of how you eat and who you are. I'm a plant and protein eater. That's what I am. Give that to yourself. When you eat plants and protein, it's going to help the meal. You know, it's going to help satiate you. It's going to make the meal last longer. When you're eating vegetables, um, chewing takes a long time. It also, like, you get more volume. (laughs) Your plate is going to be full from all of these plants. It's going to help you feel full. Um, the, The meal will last longer. Like, you won't be hungry 10 minutes after you eat. This is going to... Uh, digest slow, slowly. So it's going to last longer. So things that have helped me doesn't matter um, what what meal we might be having. I, I'm always going to have plants and protein. So that brings me to the next one. Thingy number three, allow the fun, the processed fun foods, but in a way that feels good and not gross. So I don't have in my head, like these are the good foods and these are the bad foods. I know, Hey, here are the foods that are nutrient dense. They're going to help you feel good at the end of the meal. They're going to last longer. I know those foods, plants and protein. Um, there's also foods that are more processed. They're more modern. They didn't exist a hundred years ago. I know I want to feel good, not gross. Those are the foods that I need to practice having, but it needs to be in moderation. My plate can no longer just be processed fun foods. That goes back to how I used to eat maybe 10 years ago, just ordering burritos, ordering pizza, eating cookie dough, eat like eating basically just a processed carb diet. That was how I used to eat. So now, right. So I've decided what's important to me, feeling good, not gross. 
Um, I prioritize plants and protein no matter what meal we're going to have. There are always plants and protein. And I allow the processed fun foods, but in a way that feels good and doesn't feel gross. So some examples of this. Um, so today for lunch, we made taco salad. So uh, plants, there was romaine lettuce, and then there was like a salad mix on there with more vegetables, and then a little bit of corn, and then some pickled jalapenos. So I have plants, and then there's some taco meat, and there's some ground beef with taco seasoning. There's some protein, and then there's some processed fun food. Um, there were some crumbled up tortilla chips, a little bit of sour cream, a little bit of cheese, Um, a little bit of this hot sauce as a dressing, right? And so that was my meal also with a giant glass of water, plenty of water on a plate, got all the five peas in there. But that's an example of how I eat. Now, so I built my plate like that. That's what I had for lunch. And that's actually what I had for dinner yesterday. Whether my husband chooses to build his plate like that isn't up to me. I'm going to get to that in a second. But like that, that's an example of what I had. Last night, I had the same thing. I had salad and I also had one taco with that. If we order pizza on a Friday, that's when we uh, usually order pizzas Fridays, not every day of the week like we used to, not not dropping $40 a night on food. Um, We save that for one night a week and we order pizza, but we still make a giant salad. (laughs) And on the salad, there are plants and protein. So I'll make a giant salad. Um, whether my husband chooses to eat the the entire, the giant salad, or he just has a side of the salad. That's not, it's not my, um, my choosing that's his, but I know for me, I want to feel good at this meal. Right. And so I'll make the salad. I provide that we have the pizza. I'll have a couple of slices of pizza. Um, so those are some examples of how I have, I prioritize plants and protein and I will still have some processed fun foods. So thingy number four is letting go of how others eat and how others drink and just focusing on you. Big capital letters, Y-O-U. So, um, my husband doesn't move his body the same way I move my body. Uh, my mom does not move her body the same way I move my body. Um, I, I don't have kids, <laughs> um, but kids, you know, friends, they don't move their bodies the same way that I move my body. Um, their priorities may not be the same as mine. And that's okay. That's not for me to micromanage their life or try to like fix them or change them. Um, but I know it's important to me. And so it's like, if these are my values, if this is what's important to me, I'm going to do actions that match up with that. So then I get to feel good and I don't feel guilty because I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm doing the things that match up with how I want to feel. Um, I don't know if you had, I don't know how old you are or where you grew up, but in elementary school, I grew up with a program in school called DARE. I think it was drug awareness resistance education. I think that's what it was called, but nineties kid uh, growing up learning about just saying no to drugs, the big, you know, war on drugs. Um, and I think that growing up, you always thought like, ah, oh, the person that's going to be offering you this substance is just like, um, you know, a big, a big mean person that's trying to like, pressure you into something. But really, (laughs) I don't encounter that many big mean people. It's, you know, our loved ones. It's our friends and family. And I don't think that they are trying to get me to do bad things, but it's just like, that's cool that you're doing that. But I've decided that this thing is important to me. So I'm going to go and do the things that are important to me. I'm actually not going to have a fourth glass of wine. I'm actually not going to have 
pizza and cookie dough and ice cream and blah, right? I'm not going to do that. I'm also like, I'm a party pooper. (laughs) I go to bed on time, right? But I've decided those are things that are important to me because I like to wake up and I like to exercise. I like to wake up and I like to feel good in my body. I'm so sick of having my heart beat, um, a million, a million miles an hour because I've eaten too much sugar. I don't like feeling hungover. Um, I don't think I liked that in my twenties, but I definitely do not like it in my thirties. And so even if other people are, uh, over consuming food or over consuming alcohol, like that's cool. That's cool that that's when that's what you want to do. I'm not going to judge you, but it's like, I, that's just not something that I want for me. I've done that before. It doesn't feel good. I don't want that for me. So this really is like, you have to let go of how other people are eating and drinking and just focus on what you want and do the things that help you feel good. Um, and I think that this is where we start to realize, uh, I've said this before and I'll say it again. It's about the food, right? Like I'm talking about food right now, but it's, it's not about the food. This, this whole thing is about setting up boundaries and in order to do things that you want in your life, you're going to have to be able, you're going to have to get really good at setting up boundaries. You're going to have to get really good at saying no. And so it's not really about the food at all, is it? It's about making commitments to yourself. It's about deciding what's important to you. It's deciding um, to say no to things that aren't important to you or, you know, so it's about the food. It's not really about the food. It's about being a person um, who can set boundaries and who can follow through with them and who can, yeah, decide what's important to them, even if other people are doing other things. And it's not about being good or bad. Um, I don't think that anyone's a bad person because they decide to have a fifth slice of pizza. Um, It's just like, hey, I've done that before and it doesn't feel so good. So even if you are going to do that, it doesn't feel good for my body. The other thing too, is I know um, it's funny. I am with my Apple watch, my brother and I will compete. I say my little brother, but he's like over six feet tall and probably has like, I don't know, 50 pounds of me. I have no idea how much he weighs, but he's a lot bigger than me. And it's like, he can go out and go walk a mile. And it's like, I swear he burns as many calories as when I go and do like 18 different workouts. His body is different than mine. Um, He needs more calories. He needs more food in his body than my body needs. So why am I going to um, eat the same way that he would eat? It wouldn't work for me. It wouldn't feel good. Um, His body's just bigger. It requires more calories. It requires more units of energy. And I would even say sometimes if people look at the way I eat, my mom has commented, like, I eat a lot of food. (laughs) You always eat a lot. But it's like, again, like, I'm really active. I'm doing a lot. I need carbs because I'm running. (laughs) I need a lot of food because I'm lifting. I'm just active. I run, I lift, I ride my bike, I take the dog dog for a walk. Sometimes I'll go to a fitness class, right? So I'm pretty active. So I do need um, a lot of food or a lot of nutrient-dense food, uh, nutrient-dense foods. Um, my plates will look really full because there's a lot of vegetables on it. But again, it's like, focus on you. (laughs) Don't worry about what other people are doing. Focus on what you want for you, what feels good for you. Get really good at setting boundaries. And I think with this, I wanted to address one last thing about um, we don't make two separate meals. This is something that we used to do when I was super uptight about eating super clean, for counting calories, we used to have to make two separate meals. 
Now what we do though, is like, we're going to eat the same meal. My husband and I, we're going to eat the same meal. It's just not, it's not going to look exactly the same. He might have three tacos. I might just have one. He might have five slices of pizza. I might just have two. I might have more vegetables on my plate and he might not have as many because he doesn't like vegetables as much as me, right? So we don't eat exactly the same but we don't make separate meals. We eat together, but I just make sure when I pick and choose what's going on my plate, I'm going to have plants and protein and just a little bit of that processed fun food. So again, the four things that have helped me um, for us in our relationship and me feeling good in my head and my body is thinking one, deciding what's important to me. So I want that for you. Decide what's important to you. Thing two, I highly recommend prioritizing plants and protein. Um, and with that, uh, making that like, cool, we're going to make a meal. I have kids. If you have kids, <laughs> make plants and protein. It's, it's important for them to learn to eat plants and protein as well. Um, thing three, allow processed fun foods, but in a way that actually feels good and not gross. And thing four, letting go of how others eat and just focusing on how you eat and how you drink and how you want to feel during and at the end of the meal. So I hope that was helpful. Uh, reminder that Imperfect Eating Mastery is a two-month course. It's a guided coaching course with me. I'll be sharing more about that in the next few weeks to come. Super excited for it. It's going to help you learn to eat in moderation, not just for two months, but for the rest of your life. More details to come. Take care. I will see you in the next one. Bye.